0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co host and uh, good friend, Steve. Hey,
1: everyone. Hello. How are you doing today, bud? <laughs> you know, it's the end of the week.
0: Yeah, we're, it's we're. the end of the week, everyone. Another week, man. How many you weeks? We, this is week five. Week five.
1: Week five. Oh, my week. God. I think we did the same bit on week five of uh, our last book. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do it on our next book.
0: Well, when you put the weeks together, man, like, uh, that's uh, that's ten weeks. Or, no, how many weeks with the with
1: the eye of the world? Don't, don't make me point. do this, Matt. A lot of weeks.
0: Oh, man. I was thinking about this earlier today before we uh, start recording is uh, how many hours do you think of content that we have do we have out at this point we probably too, have somewhere around seven many. 17 hours of eye of the world and dune at this point at this time of this recording i don't know maybe 12
1: maybe 13 hours oh it'll be fun to come back to this when we have like 300 <laughs> hours of dune and we're just our brains are just <laughs> overloading with spice
0: yeah Impressive. and like we'll by the end of this book we would have close to 100 episodes out Close to 100 episodes in less than a year. And we Oof. aren't stopping. Will not stop. And we're, today we're getting to chapter 5. So I think but today is... Uh, chapter my 5. My turn for the... Ch-
1: chapter 25. Or chapter
0: 25. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, my turn for the chapter introduction. Let me just... Uh, it me is. Pop this baby open. All right. Oh, fuck. Look at this thing. It's huge. Moody. Could indeed see the future but you must understand the limits of his power think of sight you have eyes yet you cannot see without light if you are on the floor of a valley you cannot see beyond your valley just so Muad'Dib could not always choose to look across the mysterious terrain he tells us that a single obscured decision of prophecy perhaps the choice of one word over another could change the entire aspect of the future he tells us the vision of time is broad but when you pass through it, the time becomes a narrow door. And, and always, he fought the temptation to choose a clear, safe course. Warning: the path that path leads ever down into stagnation. From Arrakis Awakening by the Princess Irulan. This is a new book by Princess Irulan. Brand Arrakis new. Awakening. Arrakis Awakening. Ooh.
1: Arachis. That's a. Uh,
0: you know Since we've
1: had uh, a of can wait
0: uh you know we've had conversations with Muad'Dib, uh, in my father's house by uh, in my Love father's house and songs of Muadib. Uh arrakis Awakening is her uh, adventure novel
1: no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah this is book yeah. one
0: <laughs> this is book one <laughs> She's, this is where she really gets creative guys um yeah I like that uh I like that chapter introduction a lot not it's not so heavy with the uh, philosophy like yesterday's chapter was, but um, I think we've talked about this in his, uh, when the beginning chapter of this new book, the Muad'Dib book with uh, regards to Paul's uh, prescience and that he can see the future, but like there are many different ways. This he sees all can the future. He sees all the future, but like, as you get closer and closer as his physical body is getting closer to these moments in the future like the chapter introduction says it narrows down into like a door and there's only there's only so many ways you can do uh you so many ways you can uh, progress forward and so like i wonder how much the how much his vision of the future is changing all the time like even if in this chapter introduction it says that like, even if somebody chooses certain words over another... Uh, over different... Certain words over another, that could change everything, you know? Yeah. Like, instead of, like, you're at a party, and, you know, he's thinking, like, oh, we're going to be... Uh, we're going to get some pizza tonight. Okay. And he gets there, and somebody shows up, and they're like, actually, I'm feeling Chinese. Oh. And then he's... And then he ha- Then he has the guys... He's like, guys, I need to re... I, I need to sit down. I need to really think about... <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's going to happen next? Hi. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. got slow this Chinese? <laughs> Chinese? <laughs> you, this we're is way too much
0: information. Oh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> Get some uh, Shanghai worms. What am I talking about? Anyways, Shanghai chapter worms. 25. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chapter 25. So we're catching up with Paul and Jessica uh, with the last chapter we saw him in in chapter 22 I believe it was and uh, mm-hmm. they were just out in the desert just kind of like hanging around uh and then at the end of that chapter they see a couple thopters coming in swooping in and it could have been Harkonnen's, but it's not it is Duncan Idaho with his friend Kynes and a whole bunch of other fremen coming to pick them up and take them out to a uh, uh a safe zone uh Paul and Jessica also notice that there's Mamoa like a battle. hanging
1: out of the side of a helicopter shirtless yeah he's going He's like I don't think he's saying anything. He's I think he's just staring I think he's just doing that stare Into the wind He's got a good stare a slight, He's got a stoic stare a little slight grin A little sneaky side yeah.
0: smile <laughs> I'm stoked that Jason Momoa is Duncan and I just, I, <clears throat> oh me Every too. time I read about Duncan It's just like Jason Momoa is in my head that, I know, That's it's, the guy for it
1: Since I realized uh, that that's who he's playing It's warped my perception of the character entirely I
0: know we've talked I'm about here the for movie, the new movie the new movie quite a bit but uh have you has your um perception of the characters changed like after seeing that trailer like the a couple days ago um Only Idaho Only Idaho yeah. I I definitely do see um uh Oscar Isaac as uh as Duncan or not Duke Leto uh, and yeah, Timothy I, Chalamet
1: Yeah I guess so too. I guess so too
0: and Timothy Chalamet is also like it's it's almost like too perfect like it was like he was born for that role. Mhm. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. It's Chalamet. It's
0: really it's really 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 great casting. Anyways, yeah, so they come and pick him up uh there, Jessica and Pauls notice a battle going off in the pat uh out in the distance. They see some lays guns going off and uh Paul even mentions to Duncan, like, "What's go- what's going to go on with that?" And then Duncan's like, "Hold on, <laughs> just you wait." And uh he laid a trap with a uh, a shield there, and uh, some idiot shot it with a laser gun, and it was an atomic does blast the,
1: Yeah, which makes a nuke.
0: Yeah, essentially a nuke, a nuclear explosion went off as a trap, as a, like a little warning. That's yeah, uh, Jason the Momoa just going like ah ha, ha. <laughs> He's like he's throwing his fist up in the air and he's just having a blast. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they get into the Thopters and they get taken to a uh uh a safe house and the safe house actually ends up being one of those ecological testing stations that uh the Duke wanted uh back at like during the during the staff meeting where he was like we need those things f- we need to take those like abandoned stations for parts to help yeah. rebuild all the thopters and shit turns out uh they were still kind of in use and that's pr- probably why mm. Kynes was like they're not really abandoned bro oh yeah, there's another Kynes thing almost. that's really cool but uh there's, there's something also really cool is like when they land they cover up all the thopters with these sheets like uh, certain types of special fabrics. And it makes them look like uh, like dunes. Like uh, little tiny... It makes them look like sand. And I immediately thought of the the That's cloak cool. that Frodo has in Lord of the Rings. You know, in like two towers or something like that. He, they pull it over them and he, they look like a rock.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess.
0: Is that in the... I mean, did you ever read the Lord of the Rings books? I haven't. I I just know from the movies.
1: I read them a long time. I read them when I was in high school. So I wonder if that's... A while ago. Um, uh,
0: I wonder if tho- those are in the book and if Frank Herbert just, like, straight up ta- straight up took those things right uh, from Lord of the Rings. But here's the thing about this, and I was thinking about this when I was reading this chapter, is that there's so many little things that are, like, plot-saving devices. You know? Like, later on in this chapter, when uh, uh, they get attacked, they open up that that secret passageway. Like, Liet is like, okay, don't don't you guys worry. I got a little secret door here. And he opens up a cupboard and he pulls, like, a book out or something and the door opens. And there's little arrows leading them where they need to go. But as soon as you cross over them, the arrows disappear. So people can't follow the arrows after they're, they're gone. So shit like that, there's a little bit of, like, these plot-saving devices all over this book. Yeah. Like, little subtle things. And it's almost like... It's almost cheap, but it's not. Yeah, but it kind of cool. is. I mean,
1: it works. That's why. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. If they, if they didn't work in the universe, then yeah, then I'd have problems with it. But it all works. Well, here's the thing about the universe is that we don't
0: have a lot of set rules with how technology works in a lot of ways. Which is what allows that- things to work. That, that that's the thing is that he's Frank. I think Frank Herbert is purposely doing this so that he can come up with these little fucking things and you don't even bat an eye at it. And he's honestly, like, I bet oh, yeah, you sure. the
1: answer for everything is spice. I bet you <laughs> it, all of it. All <laughs> These of uh, spice, little arrows are, are made powered out of by spice. Space, space yeah. travels probably powered by spice. It's all price. Oh, yeah. It's all spice.
0: It's all, it's all spice. Um, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, I'm here for it, but it is interesting from a, from a, as a looking at it from a writing perspective and just how he sets himself up to kind of get away with stuff, get away with shit later on. It's kind of genius, actually. (laughs) Yeah. He just gives you enough and like hides a little bit. Um, I think there's a big thing to talk about here is that this chapter is the end of Duncan as well. So Mm -hmm. when they're in the ecological testing station, uh, Kynes who also turns out to be Liet, we get finally full on confirmation, even though I think we've kind of known since the, uh, that worm chapter where they ate the spice binding station, Mm -hmm. I think it was chapter 16 or something like that. No, maybe. Yeah. Maybe even before that, maybe chapter 15. Can't remember. Um, when that one guy referred to Kynes as Liet, now we get full on confirmation of that, uh, and, but during that conversation, they're attacked again and Duncan is seen fighting the Fremen, uh, with a wound in them. And then, du- uh, Kynes closes the door and like seals the door behind him. And he- he's like, essentially like he's dead. There's no getting out of that for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, it's tough. It's kind of, uh, here's the thing. I wish that, I think we've got a
1: Tom thing? situation on our hands for, uh, um... our wheel of time readers
0: yeah you know what and for anyone but, what i i i like where you're going Ah oh, man i don't even want to tell you this is going to be uh yes i think
1: we what do got thing? a tom situation <laughs> i think we do got a tom situation here and let's also point over the record that tom for anyone who doesn't know what i'm talking about in our uh, last season of the show, the we did the first book of the Wheel of Time series, The Eye of the World. There's a character named Tom, who's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like Gurney.
0: Kind of like Gurney, yeah.
1: And uh, same sort of thing happened. We were last saw him, he was fighting big crazy monster. And, uh, you know, I guess spoilers. But he's presumed dead. But he's not. I know he's not dead. We haven't even had it confirmed that he's not dead. But I no, know he's not. No, no. Because and- I believe in Tom. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe in Duncan Idaho. Because what's just going to happen is they're like, oh, he's dead. And then when this was later, we'll just see Jason Momoa covered in blood. And he'll be like. It's like, I made I'm it. Like, I'm a Miami man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a Miami man. You can't take down a good Miami you man. You also
1: don't kill off <laughs> Jason Momoa right away. Anyways. I'm overanalyzing. We got a time mean, situation here. Duncan's dead, I, think I guess. It.
0: Duncan Duncan is dead, question mark. <clears throat> and we'll leave it at that. But if you, and, always, uh, if
1: you don't see someone die, I got to go on a rant now. But if you if, if you don't see someone die, I hate when it's like they're dead, but you don't see them die in a narrative. And, you know, now I got to go off on Game of Thrones now because with Game of Thrones, we see like everyone die. I mean, the books are a little, are a little different because of the perspective that they're told. So there is a lot of... In the books, hear, hearsay that people died and stuff. But in the show, we see everything. Until a certain point when we yeah. don't, all of a sudden. It's like, oh, I don't want to show things. Oh, and guess what? They're not coming mm-hmm. back. Oh, and guess what? Everything's awful. Ah. Ah.
0: Yeah, no, no. Like ah. It's just like, it's, it's a storytelling <laughs> trope. Uh, definitely shown in practically everything. If you don't see somebody die on screen, don't count them out yet.
1: It doesn't mean you know. it can't
0: happen, but exactly like in this case, um, I, I'm I, you're gonna be you're you're gonna be surprised at how they do it, but uh, resurrected with something.
1: spice. He's a spice I'm lord.
0: That uh, Kynes is also like he's not really like worried about this attack either because he's like, look, uh, I'm Liet, but I'm also the planet. Uh, uh, planet ecologist like what are they going to do they need me to grow grass on this thing
1: i'm also the only so barista kind of... on this planet so i don't know if, <laughs> i don't know i got a i got a sandy pumpkin spice i'm working on if you want yeah, to check that yeah,
0: out. yeah you guys want to get some spice coffee from me for sure um so liet uh kinds is not really concerned about this but i think the good the big meat of this chapter not only is the fact that they they're attacked and Jessica and Paul have to escape again and uh go into a uh ornithopter and fly into a storm. That's crazy, you know? But the big the real meat of this chapter is Paul's plan of confronting the emperor about all of this. So Paul is taking a huge chance here. He knows that the 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 emperor's Helping the Harkonnens in their invasion. Uh, oh, something we didn't even mention in those last chapters through Fjordhowit taking um, uh, taking uh, what's the what's the term? Uh, looking at the invasion from a practical standpoint and realizing that the amount of money that would have gone into this invasion would have cost would have taken the Atreides families the Atreides family fifty years of spice mining to afford it.
1: Holy shit! So, so right, meaning so it they, has to be coming from the Emperor.
0: It has to be. There's no other way to afford, even if it's all just Harkonnen troops. Yeah. The amount of money putting into this, like the sheer Harkonnen amount of people to it. transport. No, there's no way, especially not so, especially not now, knowing that Duke Leto's operation on Gidi Prime to destroy to destroy their uh, spice banks or their spice storages. Um, they probably even more they're probably running a, a hell of a deficit right now <laughs> oh yeah yeah they are probably in a lot of debt in this moment um so but paul he's he understands the situation he understands how how big this attack is but he also understands how this will look how this will look when the other great houses find out that the emperor is also behind this attack because if you uh, if you ally with all the other great houses against the emperor you'll have a fighting chance to topple that government along with like paul's uh uh, messianic uh messianic uh what's the term like uh character or like uh, the way that paul is able to or might be able to Conduct and direct the Fremen, he'll have a crazy fighting force on his hands against the the Emperor. But he doesn't
1: want... huge. It's an extra army.
0: It's an extra army, you know? And we don't even know how many Fremen are on the planet. Lots. You know? Like, there are two main cities, and there's a bunch of, like, small, like, villages around those cities. But we don't... Like, because there's no weather satellites, we don't know exactly how many there are. There could be billions. Billions
1: even. Trillions. Zillions even.
0: We don't even know how big this planet is. No I'm idea. sure there's somebody that's already
1: cartography. No I'm though. sure there's people who know
0: exactly how big the planet is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Paul is like, but that's the threat. He's hoping that the emperor, like this plan is blackmail. So that the emperor chooses not to... Because like doing that will mean just utter chaos for every house, you know. It's just all out war across the universe, and nobody yeah, it really end. wants Lost that. casualties.
1: Does not end very well. Either yeah, way. and
0: Paul doesn't even want that. You know, I don't think Paul even wants that for for his people either. Um, but he's like, but I will throw this as blackmail as as the as my trump card uh, for him, like basically bending the knee to me, and how he'll do this is uh, marry one of the emperor's daughters. Yeah, wow. for mentioned Princess Heroline.
1: Ma, Paul's going to marry her?
0: That's the plan. He he's going to okay. prevent the chaos and prevent the 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 entire all the grand houses or the great houses, joining the houses from attacking by joining the houses. So he's playing a little bit of a 4D chess game here and he's hoping that he can pull it off. Um but it's a risky it's a risky plan because the, the Emperor's is not even sure that Paul's even alive anymore that Paul's even alive anymore
1: has no idea uh, really and
0: the, and they're in league with the Harkonnens. and to even get that message across like i think they're going to have to show off like at least a little bit of force uh to show that they mean business you know yep so Paul's gonna be send a couple
1: thousand frog people at him.
0: Yeah, all the Kermit the Frogs. (laughs) So that is the big that is the big plan that Paul has here, and it's a risky one, but uh, he can he can pull it off. I think he can pull it off.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to. Paul's for sure going to end up becoming the emperor, and Mm -hmm. Mary and Prince Zirlan. And having little babies.
0: Unless... Sweet little babies. Something... I mean, like... it's It could happen unless you throw in a couple, like... Because uh, right now, Paul is just seeing in a straight line of where his prescience is taking him. He's not really taking into account other certain factors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there are situations where he could, like... Th- th- certain Fremen could actually change that path altogether. You know, we're still only halfway through that book, through this book.
1: It's true. So it's true. certain Fremen. Okay. Okay. I yeah, little, picking up what you're saying. A little way. bit of
0: foreshadowing there for free of people there. Uh, what else is there to talk about in this chapter? I think I covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I think like Duncan Duncan's dead question mark.
1: Oh, yeah, Duncan's, um, Duncan's dead, everyone. Wink, 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 <laughs> wink. And
0: Paul's got a big old plan. I think the other thing that's kind of interesting here is that, like you said a couple chapters ago where, like, Paul is like Paul even Paul anymore. And the way that Paul handles himself with kinds, like even Jessica's like, you got to settle down. Like you're kind of being a dick, you know?
1: But well, lot Paul's just uh, yeah, recognizing. taking taking stock of a lot of things that Paul's saying and doing, and he. Noticing he's stepping over boundaries and uh, really getting and like, into people's in, personal space,
0: and insisting his royalty on like kinds and stuff like that. He's like, "You will refer to me as your Majesty or Sire." Well, to kinds is also who, doing like, a
1: little sneaky snake thing, where he's sort of like at first he's just like, he's he's like, "Oh, hello, Paul Atreides, Paul of oh hello, Paul of House Atreides," instead of calling him Sire or Duke or. Technically, mm. you know he's not in the wrong by addressing Paul that way, because he is Paul of Euthydemus. But yeah, at the I'm same time, I'm glad you brought that up. He is also wrong about it because I mean he's royalty, so he can decide whatever people call me. He can be like call me Captain Mandingo. <laughs> and I gotta call him that. I'm
0: glad you brought that up because is Mandingo um, a word? A... Can
1: I say that? Mandanda? I don't know I'm just saying it over and I'm making it worse I don't know what it means
0: I'm going to search it everybody What does it mean? Search it up. Uh, African word for a man with a big dick
1: Okay Well <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man First hit urban dictionary How
1: did I use it? <laughs>
0: I don't know. You're just referring to him as a Mandingo. Oh, man. I did
1: in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Uh, one last thing, but, like, um, I do appreciate that you brought that up, that, like, there's that tension between Paul and uh, and Kynes, uh, because Kynes is not really sure if he wants to trust Paul in his plans, uh, because Kynes has been on Arrakis for a long time, and he's seen a lot of families come and go and fuck him over. But the very fact that, like, Paul – steps over the boundaries but he goes to a point where he, Paul actually apologizes and that apology really takes it really makes uh kinds think about that. He's like, "Okay, maybe you're not maybe you're not the same as everybody."
1: It's a real uh Paul OG. <laughs> you, know? you get it?
0: oh That's right. All right, that's everything I want to talk about today.
1: Well, that's it for today's episode, everyone. And that's it for t- today's week. This week's week. Week five, baby. Thank you, of course, for listening. I want you to go in to the weekend with your heads high. Don't think about Duncan. Don't think about his possible demise. Because it's not true. I'm here to tell you that it's fake news. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll see you all back on Monday for chapter 26 of. Dude.